0: Hello everyone and welcome to the call to action podcast today is Tuesday October 6th and Eric I am so happy that we are talking football once again. Yes sir. It's uh it's a great time that you know as as we all know a couple weeks ago we uh, made the announcement that Mac football is back this fall and uh to kick things off I mean we're gonna get right into it and talk start talking ball and with uh Dustin Crum. Dustin Crum, quarterback at Kent State University. Dustin, how are you? And uh, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Doing good. Just excited to get back out there.
0: Yeah, and, and that's our first question is just, I know it was a long time. You guys were waiting around, didn't know. Yeah. I mean, that's uncertainty all around, but um, how how good was it to hear that announcement and just how does it feel to be back? And I, I believe you guys started practice, right? How, just how does it feel it, to be back?
1: I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's been really the whole past month and a half or two months or whatever it's been. It's kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster of emotion almost um, from being disappointed with the season being canceled and but then at the same time kind of feeling like, all right, kind of most of the country will probably follow suit type of deal and maybe we'll, everyone will play in the spring. And then having to sit at home and watch other schools start playing while we're not uh, – back and then having the Big Ten come back and then leading to us kind of come back it's just been it's just one thing after another just kind of going day by day but I mean like you said definitely grateful to be back and just really excited about it. And how how would you
2: I guess describe your your time at least over the past few months of just trying to stay ready um, for whatever was going to happen and and what kind of announcement we were going to make?
1: I mean that's just something we kind of try to do here, I guess, as a, as a team and as a, a culture at Kent State, is we always just try to prepare for whatever comes next and be able to handle uh, adversity. I mean, obviously, this whole situation has presented a lot of, so, I mean, we've just been trying to do the best we can, uh, whether we get to play, like, well, now we get to play in November, but whether we got to play in the spring or whatever it was, we just every day try to prepare as much as we can and do as much as we were allowed and kind of just follow the precautions and take advantage of every opportunity we have.
0: Is there one thing like you came back to practice? You're like, oh man, I I didn't miss that, <laughs> or is it or is it just you know you're back and you're you're just excited for whatever comes your way?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, honestly, with uh, not being able to be back, it's almost like man, I don't, I even miss getting yelled at a little bit, like when you mess <laughs> up or a little bit, because you just don't. You kind of get that itch to just be out on the field with the guys and competing. So I mean, it's. It's just fun to be out there with them. I mean, going back and forth, whether it's the offense, kind of having a a better day or just the offense and defense, just going out in every drill and uh, team activity, seven on seven, whatever it is, just whether you're winning or the defense is winning, it's just fun to compete. And I know that's what a lot of us love to do about it. It's what we love about the game. And it's just been a lot of fun. So I would definitely definitely say, I mean, there's not too much that I uh, don't look forward to. So I just take advantage of it all.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, probably even that first big hit you take will probably feel good after a while, I guess. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, with that being said, I mean, you guys haven't played since uh, the Frisco Smoothie Bowl last year. I guess I kind of just talk about that experience a little bit and, and how hungry you are to get back.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely kind of was the first a little bit of a taste of success we've had here in a while. So I think a lot of guys are hungry to kind of grow from that and take the next step and try to complete continue to move the program forward. And I mean, that whole, that whole experience was awesome. I mean, it'll get to play in a really exciting game against a good Utah State team. And it was a very exciting game, obviously going back and forth all game. And then just the whole experience of the week, kind of getting to do some things and hang out with your teammates and just have a, have a really cool experience. It was something I'll definitely won't forget for a long time.
2: I was going to say, I think we had a, a six minute highlight clip
1: after after
2: that game of all your guys' highlights from that game. So it was definitely exciting on our end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a fun one. And like you mentioned, you know, Kent State, uh, it's, it's been a little bit before all this success and uh, using a bowl game like that and then having this break, uh, you know, yeah. you guys clearly were riding some momentum and you were excited to get back. And, you know, do you guys still look back on that game as you prepare here as like, Hey, the last time out we, we did something special for Kent State. You won your first bowl game in school history. And, And, you know, even though there was a break, how do you use that uh, to kind of guide yourself into this season?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's something you kind of have to look back on and you have to uh, kind of not necessarily remember, like, as in we had the success, so it's going to happen, but kind of remember what got you there, Uh, the process of it all that kind of built to our success and the little things where we were able to start at the end of the season winning those close games that we missed a few earlier in the year. So I think that's kind of what we try to, when we do look back, it's something we that's what we try to take from it is not just necessarily the result and think that that's just going to happen to continue, but kind of what got us there and try to continue that and even like I said, try to grow on that and just improve on a daily basis and just kind of take it to the next level. Before before we get
2: off the, the bowl topic, uh, we asked Isaac Vance last week what his favorite smoothie he had down there was and can you can you give us your favorite?
1: Uh, I don't remember what exactly the name of it was. Um, I think, yeah, I think my favorite one was the mango when we got there. That was the first one I had. It was got, got right off, the, really literally, we got right off the bus to the hotel and they already, they already had them there for us. I think that was one I, cause I tried, I tried to do them all. So I, yeah yeah the first one we had I think that was my favorite. I heard you guys are getting one on campus now or you have one on campus? Yeah, they did. They just opened it up a yes. few weeks ago. It was kind of funny coincidence, kind of cool. They yeah. have a bunch of the pictures from the bowl games and stuff up in there. That's so cool. kind of cool, yeah.
0: What, what was, I was going to ask, and I have a feeling, I mean, maybe it was the smoothies, but about that bowl experience, it was your first bowl experience. Yeah. Um, you know, off the field, what did you like about it? What's something that you'll remember about, you know, the Frisco smoothie bowl and off, off the field?
1: Yeah. Um, and there was a lot, of, a lot of cool things, honestly. That was my first time in Texas. So it was kind of cool just to see the area a little bit. Um, getting the practice in the star the Cowboys facility was really cool. Uh, it was a awesome facility. It was really cool to kind of get in there and throw it around a little bit. Uh, I'd also, I mean, honestly, just kind of getting, like I said, getting to hang out with the guys I and mean, we were, I've, I've never been to some of the places down there. I had to try Whataburger and a few of the other kind of places that are mainly down South down there. That some of my teammates are always raving about. So we ended up kind of Ubering around and, I tried a bunch of different places. I probably ate two or three meals a night kind of for a couple of days early in the week. So just trying to, I guess, get as much out as we could. It was a lot of fun just being with all my guys. Jeremy, you ever have Whataburger?
0: No. And I went to the Frisco Bowl, you uh, know, the year before I was with Ohio. Uh, I, You know, I was on that, I was on that max uh, expense, no, I'm just kidding. I I did go to a steakhouse, you know, when you're in Texas, go to a steakhouse and uh, take it in. And I I went there, um, I was in Dallas when Western Michigan made a cotton bowl and stayed there. And uh, Commissioner Steinbrecher took us out to a a really nice place down there. So I went back and I returned to Frisco It was one down the street. But so I I left Wedder but hey, I'm I'm open to it for sure. Next, (laughs) Next time. Next time I'll definitely go back, but it was a great experience. Uh, I've talked about it on our show with some other guys uh, down in Frisco. It's a really nice area and uh, glad they're one of our partners. And it's a, it's a really cool, you know, getting the the cowboy hats and the the stuff that they always do with the team building and and all that is is really cool. So it's, it's great to hear when we bring guys on here, what their experience was was and and how much they enjoyed it. Um, Speaking of enjoying things uh, coach Lewis. How is it playing for coach Lewis? Tell us about him, uh, you know, on the field, what he, what he demands out of you guys. And then a little bit off the field, we've had him on our show. Great guy. And uh, just from a quarterback's perspective and student athletes perspective, what does coach Lewis, why is he so, so special?
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot of what you get from him. A lot of people ask me, is he really like uh, kind of what he portrays and, in and in kind of, I guess, public settings interviews. And that's, to be honest with you, that's how he really is. I and mean, he brings a lot of energy day in and day out. He tries to kind of set a president and be an example for us and kind of the energy and what it takes to uh, be successful on a daily basis. So I really think he does a good job on that. And I think he helps us uh, pick guys up very well. And then I think he also he's a very demanding coach. I think that allows us to be a better team for it. I and mean, he really kind of demands excellence. And there's a there's a standard that we have, and it's not something that he's never going to lower. And it's only going to go up. I think that's kind of led uh, our team to kind of develop a little bit of a culture and has helped us sustain some of the success that we had towards the end of the season, season and kind of handle some of the adversity we had. And I think that's kind of what makes him a good coach. And he also, I mean, he does a really good job applying stuff on and off the field and kind of going back and forth and being able to go from, I guess, mentor and father figure to football coach. I think he does a really good job of Towing that line and be able to do both, so I, I think he's uh, definitely going to have a lot of success in the future. We we heard of, heard a few things about you guys um,
2: just working together, and uh, we hope this is true. But I wanted to kind of bring it up: is that you guys use and you play a little bit of Madden um, to try and uh, you know learn some things and and gather that chemistry together? Is that true?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean a little bit. We don't. I wouldn't say we do a lot, but, I mean, he's got he's got the PlayStation in his office, so we'll we'll hook it up every once in a while and get on there. Some, sometimes it's just the quarterback, sometimes yep. uh, some of the other coaches and everything will kind of mix it up a little bit and have some fun. So we'll do that a little bit. And then, honestly, just to be honest with you, that's just kind of a hangout spot, especially for the quarterbacks. Is, I mean, Coach Blues always got his door open. And guys will go in there and just hang out a little bit, uh, whether it's in between classes, just watch a little – ball or is going on and just kind of chop it up a little bit so I mean like I said he's a real he's a definitely a, a real good players coach but he also is going to demand excellence so I think like I said I think he does a really good job kind of toeing that line
0: how's how's his Madden game
1: <laughs> uh he's, he's all right I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's the best I'm not I'm not really good either though so I, I can't talk yeah. I think some of some of the other guys on the team definitely are are some of the better ones I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm up near the top <laughs> by any means. Are you a Browns go-to guy, or I know you're from Midview, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, honestly, my my household and back home, my my uh, dad and brother are big Steelers fans. Actually, oh, okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not personally. I've always been more of a, a college football guy, even when I was a little kid. So I'm not a big NFL guy. Um, but I, I do like to see the Browns do well. I mean, it's cool because, I mean, in my lifetime, I think forget what it was, and they said it was 2001. Since so, the so last mm-hmm. time the Browns been 3-1. and one. Yeah. So
3: it's,
1: it's, cool. it's cool to see them have a little bit of success. I mean, I, I get excited for them for the city.
0: Uh, you just mentioned that you're not really an NFL fan. I mean, you're probably an NFL fan. But are, yeah. there, are there guys that you have watched over the years that you try to watch and emulate uh, throughout the years? Who are, who are some of those guys and why?
1: Yeah, um, like I, I, whenever people ask me this question, I've always kind of said I try to pull different things from different people, uh, not just kind of model my game after one guy, whether it be uh, Peyton Manning's just mental aspect of his, of his game or Tom Brady's competitiveness or Breeze's accuracy and some of the things he brought to the table. So I try to kind of pick and choose from different guys and try to implement that into my game as much as possible. Um, growing up, though, honestly, my guy was uh, Colt McCoy. I was, a, I was a Texas guy. I loved him. Uh, just the consistency he had, his level of accuracy, hes just a winner. I uh, really liked him for that. So when he actually came to the Browns, I was pretty excited about that when I was younger. Um, so he was my guy when I was younger. But like I said, I just try to pull different things from a lot of different guys and try to implement it in my game. I don't know about you, Jeremy,
2: but I actually had a Colt McCoy jersey back in the day. I was, <laughs> I was, young, I was younger too, but it was, uh, I was definitely a staple in my, in my early Browns years.
0: I learned early to not get a quarterback jersey <laughs> the Browns. But, you know, I got the Baker jersey now. Hopefully that holds on for a little while, you know. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I stuck with the defensive and and the guys that were, like, you know, retired because I thought yeah. nothing could happen. You couldn't put the curse on them. Nothing. <laughs> you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, believe me, I will. Yeah. Um, well, we've talked a lot about this, you know, past year and what's gone on. You know, yeah. you mentioned we're, it's a sprint. Um, in a month, here, less than a month now, we're going to be playing. Uh, what are you most excited about with this with this team and uh, moving forward and in competing for a MAC title?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just excited to see guys step up and kind of who takes that next step and can uh, really perform for us. I think there's a lot of guys kind of at that uh, stage where they're kind of ready to take that next step and to be able to see guys kind of have their hard work pay off is really cool and it's something I get excited about um, as a quarterback and as a leader see guys that kind of really gutted it out for a year or two whether it was as a backup or a scout team guy and just work their butt off in the weight room and on the field and just kind of see it uh their hard work pay off like I said so I I get excited about that personally I love that stuff um it's kind of what I, it's one of the things I love about the game so I, I I look forward to that, because I think we got a lot of young guys that are ready to take that next step. So it'll be cool to see that. And then, uh, like I said earlier, just competing, man. I just, some I miss and some I can't wait to get after and just kind of have someone in a different color uniform across from you rather than just, just your guys, even though it is fun to compete with them, just have someone in a different color uniform and just get out there and try to win a conference championship.
2: Yeah. You mentioned, I mean, having uh, another uniform across the street for you, that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, I, my question to you is, I guess, what is the competition look like this year and what are your, what do you think your biggest challenges going into the next year will be?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, there's, there's some pretty talented defenses in the Mac. So we're definitely going to have to be pretty crisp and uh, execute well, especially when we run into those guys. I mean, obviously, some of the better teams from last year, Miami, uh, Buffalo, obviously both have some of the better defenses in the MAC. They're both in our division, so they'll be tough as usual. And obviously, our wagon wheel game against school down the road, something we always look forward to and want to keep that in Kent. Uh, and then, I mean, honestly, Ohio is always consistent with Coach uh, uh, Solich, so I mean, he's he always has them ready as well. I haven't haven't beat them yet since I've been uh, at Kent, so that's something I uh, really want to do. And I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I just I'm, I want to run the table. To be honest with you, I think we have a talented team that if we execute and kind of bring it and improve every day and on a weekly basis and can just continue to get better, I think we'll have an opportunity to. Um, but like I said, there's, there's a lot of really good talented teams in the MAC, so it's definitely not going to be easy. So I'm just looking forward to the challenge of it.
0: Another question that I had as follow-up is, uh, I believe we're going to be announcing the, the schedule very soon. I'll just say that when this show, when this show is getting put out, but, um, we're going to be announcing the schedule very soon. And as we know, we're starting in November and the first games are on a Wednesday and, uh, you know, all about Max Shin and what it means, you know, uh, possibly having the opportunity to play midweek games, you know, um, mm-hmm. what is that, you know, from your perspective, especially this year, you know, you're a guy that's, been named a lot you're on watch list you you know you have um, a lot of notoriety after last season and I know it's a team game but you do uh, you know what does that mean to you to be able to, to potentially be on those games and on midweek and on national tv and not just for you but for your team just to just to have all those eyes on you
1: yeah I mean like you said it's just a great opportunity to kind of showcase who we are as a conference and uh, as, a, as a program as a whole I mean I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to kind of show that, I mean, we're not the old Kent State that used to struggle and uh, do those things and that we're definitely a, a program that's kind of headed in the right direction. So I think it's it's a great opportunity and something we kind of look forward to. I mean, obviously, uh, anytime you're up here in the Midwest and those night games, can get pretty cold and all that and all the action and sometimes the turnovers and things that happen due to the weather conditions uh, and the adversity you go through with that. So. That can obviously some people don't like to come up and play with that. I always joke with some of the uh, Florida boys on our team and some of the other South guys that they're, they haven't really experienced nothing yet until they're up here playing in some of those games that can get pretty dang cold. So uh, there's always that challenge. But it's something like, I mean, from being from Ohio, it's something I kind of used to, grew up in it a little bit. So that doesn't bother me too much. But I mean, it's just it's just exciting. Like you said, it's just a great opportunity and something that I know a lot of guys look forward to.
0: Sure, and another. I, I I talked to, I did a little research here, but uh, let talk about the, the beard game, right? <laughs> that's that's something that Coach Lou, I meant to ask it earlier when we talked about Coach Lou, but I know, uh, uh, you know, Maddie J and a lot of other coaches and uh, I, I believe I heard that last year you were part of the beard game. Maybe that was the first time you ever grew out a beard whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier with coach Lewis and how he's a player's coach and probably getting around to something, but tell us what that, what that's all about. And uh, are you planning on uh, making a repeat performance? You look like you you started. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't shaved yet. So (laughs) we'll see. I actually, I technically, according to our our strength coach, I wasn't in it last year because I shaved. uh, What was, I think I shaved at the end of like the first week at camp. I shaved, and so I didn't – even though I didn't shave since then, so I went over three months or whatever it was without it. And still, they said I was I wasn't an honorary member, but I wasn't an actual <laughs> member. But what he, what he told me. So – So you got to do the whole season? Yeah, they have a ah. – there's a there's a contract. It's not – I mean, not a contract. But they have like a <laughs> – kind of like a poster or a sign-up, and first day of camp, whenever it is. So this year, whatever it was, last week or something, you go up there, you sign it, you sign it, you're in it. You do it from the first day of camp to the last last game, whatever it is. So, yep, it's, yeah, it's a commitment, but, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of guys enjoy it. It's funny seeing some guys who can grow, obviously, Coach Lou and some of the other, our teammates that grow out the big old beards, and then some guys sign up for it and get about eight hairs on their chin. That's about it. So, yeah. it's kind of funny. It's, it's something that guys have fun with for sure.
2: Jeremy, what would your what would your head look like if you uh didn't shave it for three
0: months? My head? Yeah. Oh, I don't think they do that. I don't I <laughs> well, know if i hey, shaving. It's not, not
2: shaving and you sh- you shave.
0: No, it's just your face.
2: Yeah, well and I'm not yeah. doing
0: it. I think though he brings a, I think the first day on November 4th, we should just start growing beer yeah, right. Right, <laughs> yeah, for the end, yeah, right. championship game, right? That'd
2: be scruffy as hell. That's that's
0: not <laughs> that's not even that long. It's like seven I, weeks, eight weeks. That's still- not bad. I could do it. I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm done with that. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I heard was, uh, oh, um, you, you, that you're the second most athletic quarterback that Coach Lewis has ever coached. That was a question I got. Uh, Matt Matt Johnson sent that. Is, is he ever? <laughs> you know, it, it does. It is open up a question. though. Matt Johnson's uh a, a Mac legend. You know, I mean, and I yep. know he's not in the quarterback room now, but yeah. um. You know, the fact that you have a guy on staff that you're able to learn from that's had success and you guys do some fun things, you know, um, although he's coaching running backs now and so forth, yeah. so on, does, does he, has he provided anything, just being a former quarterback in the league?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you the countless hours I spent uh, in the offensive meeting room with, uh, with Maddie. Um, I mean, he helped me tremendously from the first day he got here. I mean, he was the one that kind of, when Coach Lewis was out, obviously recruiting and doing all that stuff initially, and he's the one that kind of taught me the offense and stuff at first and kind of ins- installed it, I guess, for us. And like I said, I can't tell you how much he's helped me in the hours I spent with him. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, it was a, it's been almost a daily thing uh, when he was with the quarterbacks. And now, obviously, with the running backs, he's a little bit more busy with those guys. So I don't meet with him as much and Then obviously, with uh, – all the other COVID stuff going on. It's not like we go into the offices like we did. It's a lot more Zoom meetings and things like that. But I mean, a normal our normal school year, I mean, I was in there with him every, just about every day, whether it was for an hour or two or three or whatever. Uh, so, I mean, like you said, like it's his experience and uh, between him and Coach Lou and their relationship and the time they spent together, I mean, it's something that was invaluable to me to help me kind of grow as a quarterback and as a leader of the offense.
0: Yeah, and I I say that all kidding aside because he sent me the text and he's like, yeah, there's no way I'm as as athletic as Dustin, but you should just bring it up to him anyway. So (laughs) uh, yeah, you know, he's he's obviously, uh, you know, been with Maddie uh, throughout the years during his time at DG and everything. And it's it's really cool. It's really cool to hear kind of, uh, you know, how much he's helped you and and um, you know, moving forward, I'm sure that will still be the case, even when he's in that other other room coaching. Yeah. So it's it's cool that uh, you know there's a former mech QB in that in that room, uh, able to provide some uh, valuable tidbits to you.
1: Definitely.
0: Eric has a, he wanted to add. Well, he's got a really important. Well, yeah, no, we always I ask. We always
2: ask uh, our, our Kent State guests. Um, there's a place on campus, Twisted Melts. Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. and they uh, they let Kent State legends make their own sandwich, right? And, yep. so, and so, our my last question to you is that if you could make a sandwich to have it twisted melts, what would be
1: on it? Oh uh, uh, I've, I've always been kind of a a, a breakfast burger guy, so I, I like I like the egg on there, um, sometimes ham, the bacon. So it'd probably be it'd probably be breakfast themed. I would probably have to see what toppings and everything they'd let me kind of select a little bit. But I I would definitely think I'd be a a breakfast burger guy. It's kind of one of my go-tos whenever I'm somewhere like a burger spot or something like that. That's a
0: great answer. I love it. I always go for a breakfast. sandwich. That's morning, noon, and night, right? You can always get a breakfast sandwich in, so that's good. Well, hey, Dusty, this was fun. I'm glad we were able to get you on. Uh, We're excited for November 4th, uh, as much as you are. It's been a long time coming. And, um, you know, really, really can't wait to see you out there in your squad and, and, um, and, you know, back to all of our student athletes in the conference, you know, doing what they love. So, uh, you know, best of luck to you, and thanks for joining us.
1: Yep, for sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
2: All right, everybody, next on the Call to Maction podcast, we have two very special guests to continue our taking match conversation about privilege. We have Shelby Keen on with us from Ball State Soccer and Peter Kaczynski from Western Michigan Tennis. Guys, thanks for joining us today.
3: Oh, thanks for having us,
2: Eric.
0: Shelby's I, a, uh, a, you know, a uh, returning guest for us. Yeah, we appreciate
2: you actually wanting to come on more than once with us.
0: We didn't. We, we didn't scare her off. So that's yeah, good. It
2: usually, it doesn't usually happen that
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first thing is um, before we get into our topic is you guys are both back on campus. How uh, has that been, Shelby? We'll start with you here, but just how's it been? What are you guys doing um, to, you know, with when it comes to training and and just how's the overall feel on campus?
4: Um, it's great to be back. We're super excited. We're practicing again. Uh, we have practiced six times a week, lift three times a week. So I think we're just happy to be back and practicing again. It's been a, it's been a while.
3: So.
0: And Pete, what about you?
3: Yeah, no, it's good being back, you know, being from Canada, you know, is kind of, uh, Tough situation, I'm sure, for most international students. Um, yeah, we just started practicing um, after a two-week shutdown. Um, we still haven't been inside for our first workout, so everything's outside. So we're kind of grinding out in the cold. Um, you know, some of our teammates didn't come back. They chose to opt out for the fall, so it's kind of weird not having the full team here. And, you know, we have a new assistant coach, so everyone's getting to know each other. And, it yeah, it's super exciting, but... You know, with the whole COVID going on, you know, curveballs are flying everywhere.
2: Yeah, and I know I can speak for Jeremy when we, when we say we're happy that you guys are back on campus and, you know, a, a semi-safe environment doing what you guys do best. Um, but we definitely brought you guys on for, for a certain topic, a kind of, I don't want to say heavier topic, but a, a more serious topic, I would say, and that's the topic of privilege. Um, and I guess we'll start with you, Pete. Um, Just kind of talk about your definition of
3: privilege and and what what it kind of means to you. Yeah, um, for me, privilege is having the right, you know, to just do daily things without being judged or, you know, picked on, and I think, you know, we're all privileged, you know, just to be representing our universities, playing sports here, you know, it's it's a privilege to play collegiate sports, you know, not everyone can do it, and just to be out here at yeah and Shelby, how about
4: you? Uh, going off of what Peter said that was pretty good. I would just say adding on to that, just special rights, I think people have different rights. I mean, as white, like white privilege is very evident and you go out in every day and white people just have certain um, opportunities and advantages that others may have due to white privilege. so, Going off of what Peter said,
0: that's just all I would add. Yeah, and when we talk about privilege, it's not just a race, a racial thing. Uh, like to Pete, what Pete said, it's just even just being a student athlete. I mean, there's probably things as a student athlete, and I'll ask you guys if maybe you have an example. Maybe putting you on the spot here, but if you have an example or just something that you may think of, like I'm a student athlete and this happens, or um, you know that this that maybe, maybe it hasn't happened to you, but maybe like the general student body doesn't get a certain thing. Do you have anything like that that comes to mind?
4: Uh, Shelby, go ahead. Okay, I'll go. Um, I, I think honestly just, are you, we talking specifically student athlete right now or like everyday life? Yeah, everyday Every, life yeah,
2: whatever.
4: Okay, I mean, I'll start with student athlete first. I think obviously like the scholarships we get or the gear we get, or just like um, meals that we get or uh, checks, like just added benefits that we get that the student body doesn't get is obviously also privilege. Um, And then everyday lives, I'll just go into that a bit. I think just like even being able to drive a car, live in a nice apartment, like I think that's all privilege. I think things that we might not notice as privilege, like is Me maybe being able to carry around this water bottle like maybe someone else doesn't like that's privilege just everything
3: uh to add on to shelby you know she kind of covered it all but i mean it goes as simple as you know being able to you know miss classes for travel days or get extensions on due dates i know some of my professors you know they don't like it but you know they kind of have to and you know, I'm friends with just regular students and, you know, they're, they're always grinding for deadlines. And I feel like, you know, if I go to one of my professors, hey, look, you know, you got a travel day, you know, I won't be able to do it. And, you know, I'll get an extra day or two. And I think that's as simple as that. Yeah.
2: And I guess a fo- it might be an easy question for, for both of you, but uh, does, does having privilege necessarily make you better than someone? And Peter, we'll, we'll start with you. I know it's kind of a, a simple question, but maybe you have a yeah
3: I, yeah I believe so you know i feel like everyone should be treated equally you know in certain situations it might not happen as you compare you know students to student athletes but if you're talking about the the race inequality i believe that everyone should be treated the same you know you know basic you know i treat you you treat me this you want to be treated the same as everyone else so that's just how i was raised and You know, I live my life by that, and hopefully others can do that, too. Shelby? Yeah,
4: I mean, agreed with all of that. Like I said, I think sometimes also it goes unnoticed because it is just sometimes little things, and um, I think that's kind of what we need to start attacking is like, hey, we need to notice it more, and we need to deal with it, and that's how we're going to move forward as a country, as a community university so
0: yeah and, and it's stuff that Shelby it's like to your point it's like you could probably point to like everything is probably some sort of privilege like I was even reading up before we talked like you know there's the age-old like male female in the workplace like different jobs uh and different not just different jobs but in a certain field right or um even in religion like there's certain areas. Right when I live in a um, suburban area outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and we don't have every religious type of um uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Not a not a church like like gathering place. You know, what 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 is you? No, no,
2: I said you know. places of worship.
0: Worship places of worship. Thank, you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Places of worship like we don't have that for every religion in in my town. So when you live here. It's a privilege that, you know, there's a Catholic church right down the street, but there's not necessarily, uh, well, there is, but there's not necessarily a Jewish synagogue right down the street. Oh, I, I know, I know. And so, um, and and so that's, that's in a lot of places that um, when you're, when you're in a town that you don't even think about, it, but that if someone moves here from different country or just a different background different religion and they have to drive maybe 40 minutes where you can just go to a place i mean it's just another example of things that we probably don't think about but they are privileges so that's that's my one little nugget uh that i that i had ready for this one
2: wow good out of you
0: And from from your guys, like the other thing we talk about is, and not just in privilege, is um, allyship and just how to be a good ally to people and how to uh, use your platform. How do you guys use your platform when it comes to privilege and allyship? Uh, you know, how, how, and we'll start with you, Shelby, how, how are you a good ally or how can someone be a good ally?
4: um like you said i think someone can be a good ally by using their platform using their voice not being afraid to have those tough conversations i think people are afraid to kind of bring up tough topics because they don't want to say anything wrong or that sort of thing so i think especially as athletes it's super important to use our voice and our platform i think somewhere i've seen that is social media a lot just cuz obviously we've grown up with social media that's kind of like a lot of things that we know is on social media. So I think it's super important to always have like a presence on there. And even aside from that, just having a presence on campus, being involved with different groups throughout campus, like SAC, being involved in COSA, like I think those are all good platforms where we can speak up and use our voices and try to make change.
3: Yeah, talking off the, the groups, I know WMU just, you no know, we just created this task force you know um, the wmu diversity task force so give us a follow first of all um Shame yeah they, can't, they they're telling us to give everyone
4: shout <laughs>
3: know, out you know right there um yeah so they kind of made us these shirts we must unite and i kind of really like that because i think in tough times you know especially the student athlete population i think everyone's got to come together and you know stand for what's right and I I believe in it and I I know all the athletes believe in it and we're trying to you know change the world you know one small group at a time you know
2: um yeah I know I to- totally believe that as well and I guess one of my final questions to to each of you is do you kind of feel a responsibility as a as a student athlete to stand up and and have those tough conversations, as you mentioned, Shelby, and and be a role model to to people that may not have the platform that you
3: guys have. And Peter, we'll start with you. I don't believe just as a student athlete, I believe as a person, you know, you have to feel it inside that you got to do the right decisions or think the right way. I don't think you should be a student athlete because then you're discriminating, you know, just a regular person because, it all starts off with one per- person one ambition one goal and it can branch out from there so i believe it comes from anybody but being a student athlete you're more how do you say it like you meet more people you know you, you can get your word out faster through you know our social media platforms through coaches through traveling you you meet a lot of people so i guess that's a good way but i believe it starts from just everyone
4: yeah I completely agree with that, We uh, not just because we're student athletes, but um, I guess using our platform as student athletes, it's important to kind of speak up for those who might not have a voice or their voice might not be heard. I think we are, like we said, privileged and blessed and lucky to be in this position that we are. Like you said, you meet new people, you travel, you do all these great things where you can make connections and you can use your voice in an efficient way. So I think Um, being able to speak up for those who might not have the platform or the voice that you do is very important.
0: That's great. And, and the one other thing, um, you guys have teammates, you guys have friends on probably other in, in other sports and friends in the student body. How do you, what what do you tell them? Um, Maybe they just, maybe they just don't want to hear all this right now. Right. Maybe just everything this year, and 2020 and it's been like brutal for everyone but they don't they don't want to hear it how do you what is something that you could tell them or what would you do to someone in that situation what would you say to them uh about moving forward Shelby we'll start with you but you know how how do you get on someone it has been a tough year for everyone and there's no denying that but there's still topics and there's still ways to you know be a, a good human being clearly and so what would your message be to you know someone on campus that just needs help um, being an ally?
4: Yeah, so I think um, something I've been stressing to not only people in the athletic community, but people in my whole life, I think, well, my frame just fell. Um, I think that it's important maybe if you don't understand to do your research and listen. I think listening is a big thing. You don't always have to say something if you don't know what you're talking about, like listen, learn, and like you may never, like it was going around before, like you may never like understand, but you like will stand. We have to stand like as a country, as a university, as an athletic department, like if we want to see change in this world, like we truly need to get everyone to understand like what privileges, what like all of this going on is. I think it's, I mean, important and I think just, Learning and listening, and moving forward from there, and having those tough conversations is a big one. I think, like I said before, some people don't want to have those tough conversations. They don't want to say anything wrong, or they, you know, they're kind of scared from it. But I think just being able to have those conversations and listen and learn is important.
3: Yeah, I agree with everything Shelby said there, but I also believe that actions speak louder than words. You know, you can say all these great things. Like saying you want to have tough conversations and saying you want to take action, but can you really do it? You know, I believe if you can talk about it with other people, you're doing more than enough just by simply having those conversations, just by getting engaged. I believe that's the best way because then then your word spreads, you know. One person it's like broken tell or it's like a like that game broken telephone. You say one thing and then you know, people keep going on, but the, the base of that message is still there, but people can add on to what they believe. And then it keeps adding on and it spreads out in a, in a good way. And I believe that's, that's a good way. No, absolutely. And I think the cool thing about this
2: is, I know Jeremy and I have done this for a few weeks now. And Shelby, like you said, being able to have these tough conversations and Peter, like you said, actually taking action and speaking about these things and putting it out for other people to see and to listen to is so important, especially with the platform that we have as, as the MAC, just coming together and, and like you said, standing together is, is so important as a community. Um, so we really appreciate you guys both coming on with us today, speaking about this topic, and uh, we can't wait to see you guys uh, both uh, back out on the tennis court and Shelby for you back out on the
0: field uh, this spring. Yeah. 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 Called the pitch. Oh, uh, finger,
4: well, finger, I, oh, you can I know I've
0: been watching too much Ted Lasso so uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that yet but uh if not there's a plug Eric actually got me on it great great yeah. show it's great great but show if
2: you love soccer yeah, yeah. or football sorry yeah football. since we're being technical around <laughs> here <laughs>
0: <laughs> no we, we really all kidding aside we really appreciate you guys coming on with us today and these are topics that are very important and as you guys know the MAC has uh, been a leader amongst all the conferences um, across the country that that we have been having these conversations for a long time. This isn't just a 2020 thing. This is a thing that we've been talking about uh, various topics throughout the years. And so it's clearly, um, you know, I I know I'm very proud. I know Eric's very proud. I know you guys are very proud that the MAC is uh, such like a leader in this of of um, having all these tough conversations and doing all the seminars that we have and whatever you name it um it, it's really great to see so again um shelby Pete, uh, thank you for coming on with us today
3: thanks for thanks having us thanks for having us the come on the my god you the one second return the man